Thank you for tuning in to All About the Girls, the podcast, where your host, me, Jenny Craig Brown, interviews incredible women to learn what powers them, what inspires them, and how they make our world a better place. Let's get to it. Uh, I married a sailor. Uh, United States Navy then uh, allowed us to live in Virginia, Florida, Illinois, and Japan. <laughs> and I have a 14-year-old grandson. Uh, who is really just the joy, joy, joy of my life. Uh, although I married young, I did achieve a bachelor's degree. You know, we, we settled here in the area, um, you know, built our lives here. Our kids established, you know, they were so active in different activities and things like that. And so we've been here. Please join me in welcoming Diana Anderson, who's Comcast's Regional Vice President of Customer Experience, to the podcast today. Welcome, Diana. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm super excited to get to know you better. Very excited to get to learn more about that job title. That is fantastic. So um, let's dive right in. Tell me just a little bit about Diana. Who are you? What do you love? Let's talk about you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, I'll, I'll start from I am from Hannibal, Missouri. As okay. some people may acknowledge, that's the home of Mark Twain. So okay. uh, definitely uh, a great place to visit. It's considered America's hometown. So that's where I'm from. Uh, I married a sailor. Uh, United States Navy then uh, allowed us to live in Virginia, Florida, Illinois, and Japan. Oh, so, wow. Had, yeah, had some wonderful experiences uh, living outside of the country. Uh, I am a mom of two adult children who who I like a lot and they like us. So we're always thrilled that they will spend time with us. (laughs) And I have a 14-year-old grandson uh, who is really just the joy, joy, joy of my life. Um, How much do you love being a, a grandmother? Oh, you know, it's, it's, what's so wonderful about a grandma is, um, I, I don't have to have the ultimate responsibility. Um, so, and I've learned what things are really important. So the example I like to use is, um, if my grandson were to say, and has, can I have a hot dog for breakfast? I'll be like, of course. But if my children would have asked for a hot dog, I would have been like, absolutely not. That is not a breakfast food. Um, you know, that would not reflect good on me or you. So, uh, you could just, as a grandparent, I have been able to let go of all those preconceived notions of my expectations as a parent. Yeah, so, the pressure's absolutely. off. My mom is the exact same. Uh, you know, we did not get coffee or sodas or sugar a lot when we were kids. I mean, not zero, but not nearly as not, um, as much as my nieces and nephews. They get right. whatever they want, whenever they want it, because it's grandma time now and she doesn't have to care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and my, my son is a single father, so I, I don't get to, to get to spoil as much maybe because to a certain extent, uh, I am also the mother figure in, in his life. Uh, but we definitely do whenever we can. (laughs) And I I like to put it under the category, well, we know now what's really important. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. That's a great kind of, I wouldn't even call it an excuse. It's a great explanation. Explanation. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those, some of those things, some, some things really was more about us as parents in the, in the right intention, Um, you know, hundred percent the right intention, but that's the dynamic. Um, so yeah, definitely that's, you know, that is the core of, of, of my life and who I am. 
Um, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, uh, although I married young, I did achieve a bachelor's degree. And mm -hmm. I mention it that way because I married young and my father said, well, you'll never finish school. And that was just that I needed. Um, so it took me seven years, but I did achieve a bachelor's degree. One of my, one of my really just most proud accomplishments. Yeah. Kudos. Um, that's incredible. Especially marrying young and just kind of getting into a, starting to build a family yeah. and do that at the same time. That's impressive. Yeah. And uh, being a young Navy wife away from home and, you know, acclimating to those things. Um, after, after we lived in Japan, I did work on my master's degree because uh, then it was my turn to really establish the career path that I'm on now. Um, so up until that point, I, I worked, but I did it, I would say Jackie of all trades kinds of jobs, um, you know, in order to have a professional, to develop some professional experience. Um, but it's uh, since my husband uh, retired and we came to Illinois that I really have built the career path that I am experiencing now. That's incredible. So you're obviously back in the region now. What is it? Was it just that like you, what brought you here from Missouri and the Japan? And then like you, you mentioned now it was your turn. What, um, what brought you to the Northwest Indiana region? Yeah. So, uh, well, my husband, uh, retired. So he did his last duty station in the United States Navy at Great Lakes Naval Station. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we, we settled here in the area, um, you know, built our lives here. Our kids established, you know, they were so active in different activities and things like that. And so we've been here. So it just really, we got here area. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Good. Um, I love the region. I think, you know, we talk about to all of the women on the podcast, all of our guests, a little bit about the region and where they're at. And it's just a cool place to be. I think you can kind of find a little bit of everything. I'm certain, you know, we could talk all the day about maybe not loving winter, but that's not everyone. And it's just a really great region in general. I think the kind of kind hearted public is what oh, yeah. I've kind of encapsulated as like, we've got a really nice bunch of people here. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the context of, you know, having lived on the, a couple of places on the East coast and traveled, you know, to the Midwest. I, I think Midwesterners are, are really warm and loving and caring people. Um, and I definitely have family that are in, that live in towns with one stoplight and they will wave at you whether they know you or not, because if you have a purpose for being in their town, <laughs> they're going to wave. So definitely that type of Midwestern uh, what I so much enjoy about the, the area is that there really is anything. Yep. So just anything, any type of sport, any type of uh, uh, musical um, interest, any types of art. It's just, um, you know, just and, and then services, um, yeah. you know, in the context of uh, specialty medical services or any of those types of things. So I really have found it to be a really enriching area to uh, be a part of. That's awesome. I completely agree. Tell me a little bit. So I, I said early on, you've got this really incredible title of vice president of customer experience um, for Comcast. It's regional vice president of customer experience. I want to get that proper um, for Comcast. That's a big title, but I think it probably from my small understanding comes with a big responsibility. Let tell us a little bit about your 
career and, and how you got there. Yeah. What, what you do and how did you, how did you get into that world? Yeah. So that is, you know, I think that um, I really fascinated even myself in the context of how did I get here? Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, it's really has been a foundation of uh, being a business professional first and then having expertise in certain areas. And through, you know, being a business professional is I really worked to build meaningful relationships with business partners. So relationships equals results. That's something I really, really believe. So yep. most of my expertise has been in learning and development, uh, in talent development, in organizational development, leadership development, anything with a development on it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, had a wonderful journey at Walgreens headquarters before I came to Comcast, um, you know, in the context of, you know, a couple of promotions and, and, and different, I uh, worked in different areas, uh, was part of a team that launched the first engagement aspect oh, wow. of members at Walgreens, um, contributed to the development of a brick and mortar Walgreens University. So, you know, just really um, anything that had, development. So the core is helping people and organizations just get better, um, yes. you know, better experiences. The position that I'm in right now, um, I was invited to apply for, again, based on the business relationships that I had established as the leader of Comcast University. Um, and it's and it's interesting, people hear customer experience, and they may think call center, or customer service agent. My scope is broader. My scope isn't just specifically the call center. My scope is the culture. My scope is the mindset um, and the behaviors that we adopt so that um, we can make an impression so that every moment in interaction is extraordinary and meaningful. So that is what I really work for, uh, that there's true meaning um, in the interactions that we have with our teammates and our customers. The other part is there is some functional operational aspects uh, that that's I am responsible for uh, because we do have to track results and we, <laughs> we are looking for areas that we can improve and uh, how can we influence our partners outside of the region and within the region and at headquarters. Um, as far as where investments are made to improve um, experiences. That's incredible. And I think it's it's almost like instead of being the person in that call center, giving that experience to someone, you're building it so they can provide it. And I think that, am I right? Yeah, that's that a great call. Of, that's okay. a really great call. And it's, you know, and I, I think I, I really care. Um, I really care about how our teammates um, our experience, experiencing their day. Let's just say that because we know that that impacts how they're able to care for a customer. Yeah, it really mm -hmm. does. I completely agree. I mean, you know, everybody's affected by everything that happens to them on an average day all day. So whether it was you had a rough morning and you're running late and then you had to get gas and now you're running later and you're running the door and it's really busy and all that stuff, it can affect your mood. It can affect who you are. It can affect all those things. But mm -hmm. it, especially in what you guys do, it can't affect the work. And yeah, it can't 100%, affect that. 100%. We must keep people connected. We must uh, provide 
avenues for people to be able to connect with us to solve solve their problems. And I, yeah. if, they're, if they're encountering a problem or answer a question. So it's uh, really about, again, that personal engagement and relationship uh, that, that has meaning for the customer and the teammate. That's really incredible. Is there any quick tip, and you don't have to have a yes for this, um, to help someone maybe turn their day around? Or is there something that you advice you give to your team often to say, hey, I know sometimes it's hard, but here's what I do. Anything like that, that you could give us briefly? I think that I really have worked very hard the last couple of years, personally and professionally, to be a deep listener and to be genuine and authentic in my empathy uh, before I move to, well, let's be grateful. We have so much to be happy for. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I think that it's, uh, you know, being gracious. Thank you for sharing that with me. Just really making that human connection. I'm glad that you trusted me with that information. And, uh, that is a difficult situation to be in. That's a, 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 a not something any of us would wish on anyone. You just really, what, what is that empathetic, but genuine connection? Um, and then what can, what can we control? What can we influence? What can we be grateful for? Um, knowing that gratitude has emotional and physical benefits. Um, it is something that I am a proponent of. But I, I don't want to be, what is it they call it now? Gaslighting with boozy yeah, yeah. <laughs> sunshine? Uh, no, you know, there's, I think it's a, a lot of authenticity in um, creating that connection um, and being empathetic. Right. I completely agree. And, you know, obviously here, great news. We're exclusively positive news. We don't touch any crime or any politics or anything like that. And I think sometimes it's just those little things like the fact that I really am surrounded by positive news all the time that helps me in my day to day. And I think you're right. Like there's just so many opportunities to be grateful for what we have. It doesn't have to be fake. It doesn't have to be gaslighting. It can very much be a real connection that you're making with people and a real mood that you have that is positive. I think um, yeah. taking yeah. that look and really investing in those those folks and what they're going through and what you can help them with. Right. It's pretty easy yeah. if you just think more about this is a great person in our community and I care about that person and I care about how happy they are. And then I think that mindset just quickly changes a lot of what you do every day to better and positive. A hundred percent. And I think there's a good aspect to there of showing appreciation. That's something that's, that is important. Uh, you know, I, I am someone who leans into a simple thank you uh, and sharing that with our teammates. Uh, matter of fact, just earlier today, I just sent a quick note to someone who pulled together a slide for me. Just thank you so much. That made a difference in my day. Um, I think creating that uh, show appreciation, that's something that is important for us to demonstrate with our customers. We know customers have choices and the fact that they're choosing Xfinity by Comcast uh, is valued. And uh, we want to be appreciative of that as well. That's really great. So tell me how, tell me how you define customer experience. I think you alluded to it a couple of times. Tell me how you define a customer experience. Sure. Uh, it's, it's any in interaction or engagement that a customer has, whether it be with one of our teammates, with one of our products, one of our services. And, and actually we believe that the more invisible we are, 
the less frequently we need to engage is actually the ultimate customer experience. Yes. I don't want to have to talk to you a lot. No offense. You're great, but I want all my stuff to work and I want everything to be wonderful. Right. hundred you know, <laughs> percent. Uh, you know, the, if I think about the, um, you know, brand relationships or my, some of my favorite um, relationships in, in, in my world, it's those that I know that are there. I know I can rely. And we, we've done a tremendous amount of growth um, in providing uh, reliable services, building our network so that uh, customers can rely that when they need connectivity, that it's there uh, and that it's uh, invisible, but yet we know it's there. Fantastic. And tell me a little, so how can you, or how can, I guess, Comcast as a whole, how do you continually deliver that experience over and over? I mean, it's got to be tough with how connected we are, how much is running through the system. I'm certain you guys have zillions of people to take care of. How do you kind of do that over and over? I think that that is realizing though, that every customer has a unique experience. So that, that's one thing is that um, when, when that connection is made, it's, it's the customer's experience. Um, and then overall, it is ensuring that we put the tools in place that will monitor our network for us, investments in our digital aspects in which uh, customers can be empowered uh, to check on something without having to make a phone call. Um, it's providing cybersecurity consistently at the point of the home Very um, is yeah. one of the things that we've invested in. Um, the average home today has 22 connected devices. Ooh. So, uh, and we're becoming more and more connected. 22 um, connected devices. Goodness gracious. Yeah. As so, you say that, I, of course, instantly start going through my head, like, not me. And then I was like, ooh, well. We've that got is the common reaction. People. Yeah. <laughs> that is the That's common reaction. And so it, it is a good thing to understand what, what those are, you know. Uh, it, it's every aspect of our life. Our laptops, really our phones. Our now even my headphones. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> yeah. headphones. My front door lock. Um, like there's so many things yes. that, yes, I have a key in case that doesn't work, but technically that's connected. Um, mm -hmm. My security system, the literally there's so much now. I didn't believe you four seconds ago and now I do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and 22 is the average. So, so probably larger families, even more so where maybe we're at 18 because I don't have any children, but that's still, you know what I mean? Like that's a lot. And there's yeah. probably plenty, you're right, with more if you get into, if you have three kids and they each have their own tablet and then they have a laptop for school and then you guys have TVs and everybody has one in their room, plus they're, you know, goodness gracious, it adds up really fast, phones and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Yeah, so it's just really, really critical that, um, that, that that connection be reliable for all aspects of our life. Learning, connectivity, entertainment, safety. Um, it's just very, very important. And we recognize that and uh, are making the investments to just continue to improve from a speed perspective, from a security perspective, from a growth perspective, um, as we, you know, invest. And yeah. I think it is investment. Uh, what we invest in our network benefits uh, customers in our communities, um, such as in northern Indiana. Yeah. So as we talked, you're part of this community and it's the community that you guys serve. I've heard some, I candidly, I've heard some about Xfinity rewards and things like that. 
but I don't know much about it, but I do assume that it is part of that kind of experience piece. Tell me a little bit about how that plays into that full experience too. Right. I, I, I really enjoy talking about Xfinity Rewards. It is not. I, I don't know a ton about it. So this will yeah, be kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's not the common run of the mill rewards program where you might get a discount on your bill, which is valued. Yeah, that's great. It is intended to create experiences. It is intended to show appreciation to our customers. So that's customers important. from day one. Um, can enroll in Xfinity Rewards. And from day one, they have special discounts, uh, perks and experiences that are available to them. And then depending on their time of tenure, they then get access to a greater catalog of different uh, types of discounts, events and experiences. And they're changing, they're evolve. So right now, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that are available is uh, early access to the latest um, game call of duty game uh, oh, so yes. early access <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. there's discounts for universal studios there's also for people who Ooh. like to engage in sweepstakes and things there's you know sweet sweepstakes available so it is it is intended to be not just a check in the box uh but it's intended to be um an, a part of creating more rich experiences for our customers and stuff that really people care about. And I think you're right. You know, you go to the gas station and they have a reward card and you scan it, but you don't know why, nor do I ever know what I get. And then they're like, well, you can get save on gas. Well, I don't know how, and I never do. And I never figured it out. So I never use it. And it's those things. I think that where you see, they have that program, mm -hmm. either it's too hard or it's too undefined right. to use regularly. So people just don't, but this is something that's probably a higher caliber of offerings. And seemingly pretty easy accessible. So yeah. that's good. That's fantastic. absolutely it's it's accessible through our customers through the app, through the customer account. So easily accessible. And I and I think it's interesting that it's changing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what's what's available today or what's available tomorrow or next month and keeps it more interesting. And it's probably fun as heck on the inside to get to be a part of, you know, planning that and figuring all that out. And yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And that has been interesting to just have, you know, a little bit. Of, I just have a tiny bit of input on that. But uh, in the context of what will be engaging for the customer. Yeah. And how to get, you know, uh, customers enrolled. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we, I candidly preach heavily in my office to my team about in-person communication. I would rather have, you know, obviously we're an online company, but I would rather have a team member come to my office, sit down with me, come inside, like close the door, sit with me and talk with me almost about anything. I would guess in your guys's world, that's probably similar, but a lot harder to actually do that. Tell me about that full circle communication. Cause you guys probably have to do online. You have to have something where people don't want to talk to people. So they just go on the computer and get all their you know questions answered right. or, phone or in person. Do you guys offer all of those too? Yes. I mean, those are really important to folks like me and yeah. my team. Um, yeah. We have to use all those. I would assume same for you guys, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And it, I think it's, and it's, it's not just the cable industry, but it's really about meeting the customer where they are. So, you know, if you're a customer, we have customers who will order equipment online, but choose to go into a store to pick it up. So that customer is seeking that assurity of 
you know, of having that equipment handed to them by a person um, or they're, they're desiring that, you know, personal connection like you're talking about. So yeah, and they can order online and know that they can take their time and go through and get exactly what they yeah. want, but then they can see someone's face to get it. hundred percent. So that's an option that's cool. available. Um, and so we have Xfinity stores in Elkhart, Hammond, Granger, Maryville and Valparaiso, Valpo. Uh, and they that, you know, we think of our stores as community stores yeah. and it's a, uh, a fun and engaging store to enter. Our teammates are high energy um, you know, you can touch, you know, the projects, whether you're interested in Xfinity mobile or you're interested in uh, ha having a question about your bill answered. The teammates there are, you know, well-rounded to be able to care for our customers. Yes. And for someone like me, I don't know the tech world very well. It's not a secret. I'm very loud and proud. I'm not a techie by any means. <laughs> I have some people here that help me with that. Thank God for them. Uh, but when things don't work, I can do a lot of great things on a computer or a phone when it works really well. I will design you some wonderful things. We can get some graphics going. It will be really fun. If it's not working, I just he, it's a brick at some point. It's useless. <laughs> so I love that because I really do need that handhold sometimes because it's just not my world and I really don't know a ton about it. So mm -hmm. I like that kind of in-person. I don't want to get put on hold 15 times and transferred all over the world. I really do want to be able to do that where I can get on the phone, but I also there might be some things where I'd want to just talk to a person and see their face. Absolutely. Like I said, that's I preach it to my team all the time. You can if you email someone, you learn, or someone emails you, mm -hmm. you learn a very little bit of whatever that email specifically says. Mm -hmm. If you're on the phone, that transfers to knowing whatever they're saying, also how they're saying it. That gives you a right. little more information, right? Their tone. Mm -hmm. Do they sound <sighs> exasperated? Do they sound super excited? You know, <laughs> what is that? And then that in person, now it's, I can see, I can hear what they're saying. I can see their body how they're, you know, they're, how they're set, um, their motionisms, what they're doing. And then it similarly can still hear that in their voice. So I think that's always the best, but you're right. There's a lot of folks that say, Hey, I just want to be on this side of the screen, right? send it all yes. to me. And I don't really want to deal with people. And that's okay. Right. A different type of person than me. But as long as you guys, it sounds like you guys have really figured out a way to make it work. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. The whatever that personalized route is for someone, there, you know, someone may want to install their own equipment. They can order it, have it shipped to their home, and they can install it themselves. There might be someone else who's like, "Oh, no way! I, I'm willing to pay the install fee. When are you coming?" Uh, That's me. I'm that person. <laughs> I tend to skew that way as well. Uh, so it, it again, it's about meeting the customer, you know, where they're at, and having uh, creating an, an experience for them that's personalized, where they feel like they matter. Yes. And you know, you talk about you know inviting uh, your teammates to your office. I think the human experience, which which is part of who we are professionally. Um, is about um, making that connection. It's it's about feeling and like you're heard and feeling that you are seen. So whether whether that what that avenue yeah. is, and that's what we want. And, and the ultimate is to say it matters that I walk on this earth. So we want our customers to believe that they do matter. That we I do care about. Um, what they're experiencing and, and provide them the best that we can do. And, 
you know, we're not perfect. And if it's not exactly perfect, we're invested in improving that experience. Yes. Um, so when you began your career, it sounds mm -hmm. like, you know, it sounds like Walgreens was one of the big hits along the way, obviously Comcast. Now, when you started mm -hmm. your career early on, did you think that it would be what it is and where you're at today? Or how different is that from your original thought and your original kind of plan? Yeah, it's, so, it's such a fascinating story because I'm, I'm a little um, fascinated by, you know, I, I've seen this tactic before of writing a letter to your 18 year old self or talking to your 18 year old self. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I was I actually, um, a, so our event all about the girls is an, an annual event, as I mentioned, I think earlier. And then we obviously have the podcast. Um, one of the events, they're all themed. And one year the theme was advice you'd give to a younger you. So yeah, definitely. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think the, so if we, you know, should the advice I'd give to the younger you is, you know, tr trust your heart. And, and really keep moving forward. Um, I I thought when I was 18 that I would go to college, I'd get a degree, and then I was going to go work in New York City. Uh, you know, I really, um, one of my mom's cousins, to me, was she worked in a bank. She was beautiful. She wore suits. To me, she was like, you know, la, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be all, this is where you know you've made it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I took a different route, uh, um, you know, in, in mailing a sailor and moving out to, but I, I just really worked to take something away from all any experience I had. I ended up working eight years early. Um, so in my twenties, I worked for eight years in the real estate uh, escrow business. So I ended up doing real estate closings. And uh, then for a while I was, the office, everything, <laughs> personnel, director, administrator, everything for a regional title insurance company, and then moved on to a regional sales organization. And um, when we lived in Japan, as I mentioned, we were there for four years. I substitute taught for the Department of Defense schools. Oh, so wow. I, I just really tried to, and, and a lot of tactics I learned in those schools, I used in learning and development for adults. So I, I just really tried to and I think I did a pretty good job at it, frankly, um, take something away from every experience and apply it, whether it was, oh, geez, I'm not going to do that again to, oh, that was such a great experience. How can I make more of it? That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> take it something away from every experience. Yeah. And no, it doesn't always have to be a, a good takeaway, but at the end of the day, good or bad, it's still a positive to, it's positive learning, right? You're learning something. Yeah. Who cares? It wasn't even a bad thing. It was just something you learned. And yeah. so I think that's a great way to look at it too. Yeah, there is. My very favorite uh, learning and development quote. I'm going to reference it here to make sure I get it. I keep it handy. Oh, that's cool. You have it right there. That's awesome. Yeah, from John Dewey, who was a, you know, a psychologist, so, you know, you know, well known for any psychology majors or students out there. We do not learn from experience we learn from reflecting upon our experience. Great, and so the power great, comes. Great. Yeah. So the power comes in mindfulness about it or sharing the experience with someone else, yeah. um, you know, those types of things. And I, and I, again, I think it's that connection uh, that really adds value and meaning. Yep. And it's something, you know, as I, 
maybe it's as I advance in age, I'm not sure what it is. Just recently, I've really started uh, maybe through some podcasts and such that gave me maybe some good advice. Um, Spending that last portion of the day, you know, you're kind of getting ready for bed and you get into bed and you're kind of, I like to spend that kind of reflecting on the day. Where could I have done better? If something kind of made me mad, how could I have not? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why did it? Uh, If things went really well, how can I do that again? How can we keep recreating that? Why did it go well? Um, just number one, because I think you have to do that to learn. But also, I think when you take some time to reflect on each of those, you probably, I'm hopefully, hopefully I'll start to pull out some of those things where I do that a lot, or that always makes me annoyed, or I love days that end like that, whatever it is to where I can really start to hopefully recreate those days that you just love and you're really happy with the whole day and really start working on those areas that maybe I don't love how I reacted to someone or how much work I did or how distracted I was or anything like that and really start improving it. So I think that's another great kind of way to do that and learn. So brilliant quote. I love that. Yeah, I, I love what you said too. And, and it's something that I've added recently to that day of the end reflection is uh, how did I love myself today? And Ooh, that's it, was, it was something as I, you know, as my adult children, I mean, I, I think about the journey that I've been on personally and professionally, you know, so much of my energy in, in my 20s and 30s was around supporting my husband's military career was around, you know, getting that degree under my belt was around starting my family. It was around single, single parenting when my husband was deployed. So there was a lot of energy that was all about everybody else and everything else. And, um, you know, my mom was a, just a phenomenal example of, 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 you know, genuine, simple love through, you know, supporting others. The, the last few years, though, I've really been focusing on how am I loving myself? So I did add that question to the end of the day. How did I love myself today? Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to add that to mine, too. And I don't yeah. know that I'll often have a good answer, so I better start working on it. <laughs> but that's when we pay the attention to patterns, right? Because when it's be like, oh, I don't can't think of anything. If that starts coming the pattern, then it's like, I need to pay attention to this. This is the you know, information yeah. uh, that exactly. I'm, I can't be be i didn't learn this until probably later in my 30s um but i really believe what they say on an airplane you know give yourself oxygen before you give it to others or the latest what happens to your mobile phone your cell phone if it starts running out of battery what what do we do you put it on charge it yep (laughs) so we don't wait you know days on it very hard not to wait for it to die so don't do that to yourself either So these little, and that's another, I'm a fan of these little things in life and to just really embellish on them and learn from them, you know? Yeah. So So you touched on one, maybe uh, very briefly in that conversation, Uh, women in your life that have you impacted you? Who are those women? Yeah, I did. I did actually, it was interesting. Um, My mother, for sure. I I think um, to, to be completely authentic and genuine about this, um, didn't really connect strongly with my mom growing up. Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom until I was a teenager. She sewed all my clothing, which embarrassed me. <laughs> that That's the truth. I get it. And it wasn't until, you know, later in my 20s that I started to recognize her beauty and her talent 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that had that experience. And of course I mentioned my mom's cousin who I just thought, you know, walked on water. She was just so yeah. beautiful. And, and I, I can, I, I'm a, a person of a taller statue and a stature and, um, my mom's cousin, you know, when I was kind of embarrassed about it as a teenager, I re- remember her saying, uh, stand proud because people look at a tall woman who enters a room and, you know, I, I don't, I don't share that in the context of saying that if you don't have that stature, you can't have a presence. Right. I'm sharing that because that gifted me with a sense of confidence. And so I think it's about who was in my life that gave me those gifts of confidence. And, and in the end it was my mother and my mom's cousin. And, um, you know, and I had a really, really, really good friend, um, that was very effective at, at lifting me up. That's really yeah. cool. We all need those people. Um, and I like that you brought up that you didn't connect with your mom early on, um, just because she was probably different than what you were wanting yeah. or experiencing. Um, and I think that's yeah. very similar to me. So I feel that kind of near and dear where very similar. My mom grew up very much. She was stay at home mom off and on worked a little bit as well as we went through school, especially as we got older. Yeah. But really her main goal and duties were caring for the kids, you know, and it was just something I candidly have never wanted kids. And so I didn't relate to her at all. And then same thing as I got older, I very much later, I remember, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I remember calling my mom one day and just being like, I was 22 maybe. And I said, I'm really sorry. I was kind of a jerk. Uh, I call you a different language because it's my mom and I can, but I was yeah. kind of a jerk uh, from like 12 to 17. Yeah. At love ya. I know I was probably the hardest <laughs> to care for, but I do yeah. think you're phenomenal. And it was just that. It was just, we, yeah. I was such a different person and she's always, she's a caregiver. Like it's just who my mom is. Yes. She's always cared for my father, like hand and foot. Just, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't love, I didn't want to do that. And I, I felt like, oh, well, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to have to kind of care for my loved ones that much. I don't know why. It's just not who I am. But um, later saw that helped all of our family run so yeah. well. Yes. And there's no way my parents could have done it with three kids any other way. And yeah. so, and just ha- knowing as you're, you know, getting older, 22, 25, whatever it is, where yeah. you start to see like, Caring for kids is hard. I don't know how my mom's sane after seeing <laughs> it's us. hard work. And like all she did, and just now appreciating that was a lot of darn work. So I like yeah. that you said that because I haven't. A lot of folks mention their mom, but it's usually like, oh my gosh, we've been best friends, and we're you know. And I like that different angle where at first yeah. maybe we weren't, but now I see and appreciate all of that. And she she actually I love I've had that same phone call to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I think we all probably should do that. You guys call your mom. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the interesting thing is my mom identified it that, you know, in the context of, so, you know, teaching me how to sew. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. And so she would say, well, then you're going to have to go to college if you're not going to learn to sew. And not wrong. this will help <laughs> life. So you're going to know the basics. And she was right. Yeah. So. But I think she, she, that's something she was pretty effective at. And, you know, whether you call it a sense of humor or whatever, (laughs) it's, uh, I I can sew. And, you know, if I've needed to, I can. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, um, but to me that, yeah, I just had a different uh, perspective. 
Yep, exactly. And that perspective changed so much as we age, you know, you're on the receiving end of it. You're like, no, this isn't great. And then when you, those tables turn you very quickly, and I'm certain I would have seen it probably even more loud had I decided to have kids. Um, because then, you know, it's even more near and dear, but yeah, you definitely, as you grow, we kind of start to see those and appreciate them differently. Yeah. Well, I think we're, one of the things, another part of my life is just embracing the journey that each person yeah. has. And, uh, there's so much beauty in each person's unique journey. Yep. And it's funny because when I told my parents that we didn't want to have kids, you know, my parents have several grandkids now and they love them so much. Like I said, my mom really likes to be that grandma. So yeah. they love that. They definitely had said before my husband and I would make great parents. I think they're right. I think we really would. But just both of us never really wanted to. And it's funny because now they've fully accepted that. And they're just like, no, I think you guys are perfect the way you are. Like you, the way that your life panned out and what you're doing now is seems to be exactly what you should be. If you don't want kids, it's perfect. So yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. 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 So tell me some significant barriers that you've had to overcome and mm -hmm. obstacles. What are some of those ones that stick out for you throughout your life that have kind of formed you into who you are today? Right. There, there's, there's one that I use very commonly as an example. So when I, when I was in middle school, um, I, I, uh, someone in our church noticed that I was crooked, that one of my hips was higher than the other. And I come to find out I had pretty severe scoliosis, uh, oh, wow. an S curve. And so, uh, all through middle school, I wore a back brace and a neck brace. So that was three years of, you know, pretty formative, wow. you know, and it and, wasn't like big and obvious and yes. all that stuff. Yeah. Really? And it went up to my neck and, you oh. know, and, um, you know, I said, my mom made me clothes, you know, they were ugly. And of course, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, what that, what that experience in my life did, because people would stare at me and, um, but what that did is I really locked into being smart. And, um, you know, really locked into the importance of that. Now, later in life, I realized that, that I, that I, that it was a bit of a blind spot that I'd put too much of my self-worth into being smart, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, uh, that was just really a remarkable pitiful time, which I was able to detach from how I looked or what other people thought about me, um, you know, that type of stuff. So to me, that was one of those, I think, pretty significant barrier yeah, um, that's a tough came, one. Especially came through it. Um, I think the other barriers, um, you know, which ended up being blessings really was, um, you know, military life. And, um, you know, we're very committed to that uh, service. But some of those barriers were just making sure that our family stayed intact and my marriage stayed healthy throughout, you know, multiple deployments and separation. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Those types of things. You know, I think is, uh, you know, it's it's just something that made us stronger, um, you know, in, in context. So I think those are the two big things. Um, I didn't, I just recently paid off the last of my student loans. And <laughs> so this will be the first time, the last couple of months will be the first time in my entire adult life that I either wasn't going to school or paying student loans. <laughs> going to and, or paying for school. <laughs> Yeah. And some people have said, oh, I don't know how I could, you know, about borrowing money to in my mind and my life that I didn't have a choice. You know, that's how I was going yeah. to educate myself. And I always chose to look at that as an investment. 
Um, and so I have no regrets for, for myself at all. Um, I can't so think of it, but there's another famous quote that's something about an investment in knowledge is the best investment you'll make, but I don't remember who it is. And yeah, I don't remember. It's close. Myself, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's not, I, not at all false. I know we, there's a lot of conversation kind of happening in the world about student loans and such, but I think yes. you're exactly right. Um, just being able to invest in the things like that, that build you what you yes. want to be, yes. um, build, make you into what you want to be. And 100%. I think that's really important. And if some people, that's an education. Some people, it's a trade school. Some people, it's just a lot of hard work, whatever that is. Yeah. Is just, you know, my husband never went to college, but knows more about machines, anything with a motor, mm -hmm. anything with an engine than I will ever know. And a lot of that was self-taught. He had a couple mentors growing up, those sorts of things. Yeah. And I think you see those folks like same thing. They still have learned so much and put so much time yeah. into education. And it is very, very, very valuable. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, what I, what I like to share with young people is find a skill that will allow you to be productive. And that, that may be through military service. It may be through college, it may be through a trade school. It may be through a passion. I have a nephew that loves heavy equipment. He's going to be a heavy equipment operator and, and he'll be fabulous at it. Yep. <laughs> so. And if you can love something like that so young and get into it and know you can make money, like, heck yeah, that's like the route we're all going. So that's to know exactly it right. and be able to hone in on it, it makes so much sense. That's exactly right. Yeah. So work-life relationship. I don't call it balance because there never is a proper one, depending on who you are. What does that look like for you? Are you mm -hmm. the type that really is always on? Do you really segment life and work and, you know, family and all of those? Mm -hmm. Do they blend together a ton? Tell me how you feel about that relationship. Yeah, that's great. I love that you don't lose balance. There's no such thing. And, um, and I, for a while I thought about in, inner, inner integration, but I really think the best way to describe it for me is, is juggling. So many years ago, a friend of mine talked about, you know, it's all about juggling balls and knowing which ones are glass balls that cannot be dropped, knowing which ones are rubber balls that you can drop and they'll come back to them later. Some of them, the ones you have to keep going all the time. How do you keep those to be your core? So to me, it's really about the sensation and the mindset of juggling. Um, I love that relationship and the glass versus the rubber. That's really smart. I've yeah. never heard it like that. Yeah. And I mean, I will apply that like right now, this is glass. I, I need to focus on finishing this presentation yeah. or, you know, I have a family member that's really in need right now. That's the glass right now. So it's so to me, it really is a juggling act and, and integration. Um, and I embrace it personally. I, I uh, like to have the ability to switch back and forth. Um, I do believe we all do need to unplug. And I do believe that there's times too, when we need to be ultimately focused at work. So mm -hmm. I, I just really like the option to be adaptable and nimble uh, around what my needs are any given day. Yes, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Okay, so hold on just a sec here. I have this fun little guy. So this is our buzzer, you can hear it. It's oh terrible. my. <laughs> so that means it is time for our speed round questions. So, okay. <laughs> you knew this was coming, but you don't know what they are. So, it's the best I, part. <laughs> it's going to be super authentic then. Yes. 
Yes. So we'll give you just a couple seconds. If you don't answer fast enough, you get buzzed. So that we're looking for really fun, fast answers on these. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? I want to meet my great, great grandchildren. Okay. I think <laughs> I wouldn't, I was going to ask why, but I think it's the whole, you know, you almost opened with talking about your grandkids. So I think yeah, you probably want to meet them just as yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I know somewhat of where, where my ancestors have been, obviously just key details, but I think it would be just marvelous to see, um, you know, the, the future, the future generations. Yeah. Would you rather meet George Washington or the current president? George Washington. Fascinated, Good. fascinated by, and I've been doing some family genealogy research recently and had no idea uh, how many ancestors we had back in the colonial times. So th that would be fascinating. Ooh, yeah, that would be really interesting. What woman would you have on your side in a battle royale? So fight to the death. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> I, didn't know, I didn't know if you meant Fortnite or, but so. <laughs> I don't know though. So my, maybe. <laughs> tried that with my grandson. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm good. I don't have a specific one, but it would be the Viking woman warrior. Very fascinated. Okay. However they say that, but just very fascinated by, you know, women warriors that were, that were battling right alongside men. Oh, yes. I love all of that. I just, uh, my husband and I went on vacation to the Bahamas and we went to this distillery and they were showing us around and they were talking about, uh, female pirates. And I was like, wait, I hadn't really heard a lot about these guys. Um, like female pirates in history. So they were telling us about these two specific female pirates. Uh, but it was very cool to learn. Yeah. Same thing. You're just like, Oh wait, this is neat. And not only were they female pirates, but of course it was long enough ago that they had to dress like men. So they were like secret female pirate. Secret it was female. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather everyone in the world be smarter or nicer? Nicer. Okay. You surprised me with that. I definitely <laughs> thought you were going smarter because you just said that you'd put a lot of kind of time, energy, and effort into yeah. education. Yeah. Very but good. again, I, I think the human experience is about feeling like you matter. And part of that is, you know, being nicer. I completely agree. We could all use a little more nice in the world. Uh, what would you, what would be the title of your biography? Oh, that's really difficult. Um, We're going to have to pass on that one because oh, I was coming to the nothing, buzzer. I was going to say buzz me because there's, I was like, just let it come to you and nothing's coming. Um, that's the toughest one for everyone. So I need, maybe I need to take it out, but I like that it's so hard. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. some, some people shock the heck out of me. As soon as they say it, I'm like, that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of was, that's what was going on in my head. So I was just let it come to you, but nothing came. So. Okay. Keep thinking about it. Uh, what is your favorite month of the year and why? May. Okay. So, so I really, I really like spring. I just like the newness of, of spring. So I I'll, I'll go with kind May. of fresh air and all that stuff that yeah goes yeah. along with spring. I completely yeah. agree. What superpower would you want, most want if you could choose only one? I want to fly. <laughs> I I want to be able to go or or beam me up. I want to be able to go home and check on my mom and come back. And I want to be oh, able to quickly you know, get to your vacation spot. Quickly, <clears throat> yeah. 
I want to personally be able to fly or beam beam around. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wish I could do. Some teleportation. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, would you, and this is a, another one I'm very interested in hearing your answer for. Would you rather make a phone call or send a text? There are times I really would prefer a text. <laughs> um, but if I had to be forced, I would make a phone call. Got it. Would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life? I I would rather be an adult. I'm just pretty pragmatic. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, and you said you got teased a little bit as a kid. So it's probably like, well, that wasn't very fun. Let's do, yeah, you know, <laughs> be yeah. an adult I a just, lot more. I was in a hurry to grow up. I was, so I, I'm okay. <laughs> I totally understand. I we often talk uh, on that question about, you know, if it was a kid today, I definitely don't want to be a kid today. I think it's too hard. Oh um, so when I was a kid, now that was fun. But I do like, I think because I'm full adults, I, you know, obviously fully care for myself and I don't have any children. I'm like, well, I feel like this is like being a kid, except for I have to pay my own bills. The best of both worlds. Yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, you did it. That was the last one. Thank you. That was really enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Yes. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on. Anything, tell me anything that we didn't touch on that you want to mention to our listeners um, about you, yourself, your the company you will represent. Anything that we didn't touch on? Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you know, I really just wanted to convey uh so I'll just summarize it like this. I really wanted to convey to women, to the girls out there, uh, just keep moving one step ahead, uh, you know, follow your heart, uh, do the work at the same time, love yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from a company perspective, uh, I truly believe in the experiences that we are investing in and creating for our Comcast uh, customers um, and doing all within my influence to, to make it better every day. And how do people connect with you? Uh, social media, website, how do they connect with you? How do they learn more about if they have any questions about Comcast, what you do for a living or yourself? How do they connect? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn and customers do reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me under Diana Anderson. I'm not on there every day, but I do try to check it weekly. Um, and then the best thing is to call 1-800-XFINITY. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was Everybody such a pleasure, Jenny. Yes, thank you. It was amazing. Everybody, listeners, please make sure you uh, like, comment, share, give us a you know, give us a rating. Tell everybody how much you love the podcast. Shoot me an email if you have anybody you'd like to suggest to be on it, and have an awesome afternoon. Bye.